Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Angle on Producers. I'm your host and fellow producer, Carolina Gropa. However you found the show, I am so grateful you are here tuning in, doing this life thing with me. It really does not happen without you. If you follow me on Insta, you may have caught my announcement that I'm in Atlanta line producing the very hilarious film, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. It's a mockumentary style film written and to be directed by Adama Ibo. It stars Regina Hall and Sterling K. Brown as a husband and wife team behind a prominent Southern Baptist megachurch who attempt to rebuild their congregation amidst a personal scandal. This particular script went through the 2019 Sundance Screenwriting Lab and well, Michelle Satter probably had a hand in the very project I now happen to be producing. Tiny town much? Michelle is the founding director of Sundance Institute's feature film program. She was also the founding member of the Institute and since then has passionately ushered the world of independent cinema into new heights. In fact, many consider her the fairy godmother of indie film. The hidden hand shepherding, developing, and nurturing many filmmakers who've likely gone on to become your favorite storytellers today. Under her tenure, the feature film program has provided year-round and in-depth support to groundbreaking and award-winning filmmakers such as Rada Blank, Lulu Wang, Boots Riley, Ryan Coogler, Dee Rez, Marielle Heller, Gina Prince-Blythewood, Damien Chazelle, Taika Waititi, Paul Thomas Anderson, Kimberly Pierce, and Quentin Tarantino, among many others. I mean, what? Who is this woman? She's incredible. She's an innovator, a trailblazer, and we are beyond lucky to have captured a bit of her wisdom here. So without further ado, here's Michelle. It is such a delight to have you on the show. Um, You know, I think anybody who is in the film business in any way, shape or form knows Sundance, knows about the program, knows about the festival, but to be talking to someone who has been there since the inception of the Institute, um, since 1981, it's really an honor. And so thank you for humoring me, me and my unsolicited request to have you on. But, you know, one of the things that really inspires me about getting to do this show is, is capture the stories of the people who are sort of so important and integral to so many people's journeys, but are often behind the scenes. And I would venture to say, just looking at your very impressive, very long career, that you have had a hand in shepherding so many people um, that have gone on to become, I would venture to say, you know, favorite filmmakers from so many people that are listening. So I would love for you to just take us to the beginning and just kind of tell us how you even discovered your love for film. Um, I would love to do that, but I'm I'm also very honored to be to be with you this morning. Uh, I I started in the performing arts, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, which was thrilling um, to be involved in producing live performances. Uh, and this was in the Boston area that I did that. Um, but even before that, I uh, grew up in a in a house surrounded by art. My dad was a visual artist, uh, and you know we. We lived in a gallery of his work. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I loved um, going. His studio was in our basement. And I loved, as a little girl, going into the basement and just sitting and watching him work. And he always, he loved opera music and classical music and um, very loud. 
Um, <laughs> immersive, uh, immersive space to be in, um, and you could smell, you know, the, the smell of oil paints and turpentine was very was very strong. Uh, and he didn't he wasn't a big talker, um, but he you know he was passionate about his his art and. And in that, those moments um, that we had, you know, that I was, you know, watching him work, listening, um, was, you know, that was our connection. And it was a very strong connection that I had to him. And even in my home now, uh, I'm surrounded by his art and a lot of art, um, which I love. So Yeah, you have some beautiful was, art behind you. For those yeah. who are listening, not watching, I recommend looking at her frame later. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I was, I feel like I was weaned on the arts and I went to, I studied dance uh, and starting with ballet, modern jazz um, um, until I was around 14 and realized that I was never going to become the performer that I would have loved to be. So I, what was your dream? What, what did you want to be a prima ballerina? Uh, well, I wanted to, I was probably a little bit more interested in, in modern and, and jazz <laughs> But I didn't have a flexible body. It was hard. <laughs> <laughs> it was too hard for me, and yeah, and I didn't want to make the commitment to um, to it. But I loved um, watching performance, and specifically dance was my first love. And you know, as a kid, I grew up in New Jersey, and as a kid, um, my mom would take me to to New York, um, to Lincoln Center and City Center to you know, to go watch performances. I remember watching Alvin Ailey for the first time and, wow. and Judith Jameson um, perform in Revelations. And it was a revelation, um, you know, just gorgeous on the, you know, on the deepest level. Uh, so that was, you know, those were early days. And of course, going to the museums um, and, you know, spending time with my dad, um, you know, again, very privileged in that way. Yeah. I got to I got to do that. Um, and so when I got to um, Boston and, you know, and finished finished college there, uh, I I saw a job uh, that was, you know, this, this little clip in the papers for uh, for a job that was um, being a I don't know if it was a coordinator, a program coordinator um, for, you know, for a small uh, community arts organization in the Boston area. And I immediately, you know, went for, you know, that was like, okay, that's the, you know, that's the job I want and yeah. for me. And so I, you know, I was, I was there um, for a short amount of time and then my colleagues there and I formed a nonprofit organization called Articulture. And from there we started producing events um, and they were all pretty much free. We did some indoor events in Boston. This was quite a long time ago, but um, it was, you know, the opportunity to bring audiences to, together um, to connect to, you know, to, you know, the, you know, the art of, of performance and, and each other. They were, you know, it was really about community building as much as it was about, you know, mm -hmm. exposure um, of, you know, of, of the work and, and did produce outdoors. I remember Alvin Ailey and Joffrey Ballet and, you know, and wow. theater and, you know, and different and, you know, and lots of, you know, and music. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So, so it sounds like it was a natural evolution then for you to sort of 
understand that there was this sort of producing kind of path one could take that seems like it was marriage of a lot of these skills that you had already been doing with like coordinating and community building and putting things together, events planning, like there's so many of those skills that cross over into where it sounds like you went next. Was that, was that a, um, like a deliberate decision on your part? Or would you say that that's just how things naturally unfolded for you? It was a decision um, on my mm. part, and and I um, began going to see films. And I lived yeah. down the street from the Orson Welles Cinema, which was a great um, community, you know, community space. Um, showed the uh, what was called then the Janus Film Collection, which has become the Criterion uh, Collection. And I just saw these amazing films, um, mainly foreign. Uh, you know, Interesting. Language, <laughs> yeah. Films and directors. I remember Breathless for the first time, uh, Godard's film and Jules and Jim. Uh, but it, it was a great film education. I would spend hours there and I fell in love um, with the immersive experience of, you know, of, of film. Somehow it had, as much as I love dance and live performance, and I really do, there was this connection and this immersion um, and this emotional resonance for me in watching uh, movies that I didn't um, experience with, you know, with the performing arts. I mean, it just transcended uh, for me. Uh, and, you know, and I and that led me into wanting to work in, in film. And then I got really lucky. Um, and <laughs> I, I do. And I don't know if, you know, if I even believe in, in luck, it's just the circumstances and the connections and a very close friend of mine um, who had moved out to L.A. Sundance was forming um, at that point. And it was a very, I mean, early, early days. Um, no festival, no labs, no anything except um, a group of very committed uh, artists and, you know, and thought leaders um, led by in visionaries, but led by the visionary Robert Redford starting, you know, starting the Sundance Institute. And I got brought in for the first uh, lab, not for the amount of years that I've spent there, but just to to be, um, to support um, this lab on the ground um, to help to coordinate um, the work going on. And, um, and what was, yeah, what was that first lab experience like for you back then? Uh, I will, I will tell you, but one other, one other quick thing is, is, is that I was brought in to, to help coordinate a, um, a weekend, um, it's a weekend conference on exhibition marketing, um, and marketing of and distribution of specialized films. Um, and that was really kind of the beginning. This was the early '80s, and it was the beginning of, you know, of you know, of more regional films. You know, of you know, there was John Sayles uh, doing his work, and Victor Nunez. So it it was a you know, it's it's not that people weren't working before that, but um, in in film and creating more personal work, but it was you know that was you know more of a you know more of a beginning or a continuation of that work, and this was about amplifying that work. So I was brought in to bring a group of with a committee that actually knew what they knew this area, which I didn't really. I mean, I, <laughs> I came in with little experience, except experience in organizing and, um, you know, and putting people together. So it was, you know, it was, it was bringing in a group of people who were in these, you know, in these areas of distribution um, and marketing 
and, you know, and doing that conference, which was in the middle of, of our director's lab, our first lab that we, you know, that we did. It was inspired chaos. <laughs> uh, but I fell in love day one. And, I, you know, just the mission of Sundance, uh, being around artists, being in a creative space, being in a space where, um, where it was okay to fail. You know, okay to make yeah. mistakes. In fact, failure is just you know just a step forward. Um, you know, in the work, um, incredible collaboration, really amazing people there. The first year, I remember Morgan Freeman and and Eddie Almos and Sidney Pollack and you know and this you know just this great uh, group of you know artists coming together. So I, you know, I said to myself, this is where I want to be. And, um, and I got, you know, I got to be there, which is, which again has, you know, has been, you know, I have so much gratitude for that. Yeah. And, and now you've been there 40 years. Is that math correct? About 40, when is the, is it, uh, the anniversary? Yeah. Um, this year is our 40th anniversary. What month will it be? Uh, in June. In June. Yeah. So 40 years later, I mean, talk about, you know, a happy marriage, right? We talk so much about that aligning yourself with the filmmaker is a marriage. And then you are doing that time and time again through the program. So clearly you weathered the ups and downs of this marriage and you're still there 40 years later and you still love it. I mean, you're, you're glowing just talking about it. And I find that so inspiring to see because we, I have not been as exposed to Sundance, but it's become so big, right? But the mission of the festival, the mission of the labs hasn't really changed. And I, I think it's because of people like you on the inside who still hold on to that sense of integrity about what the program stands for and still bring that joy and that love to the work. Um, and it shows, you know, so I, what, how would you say that being on the inside for 40 years, have you seen this evolution of where things are today? Oh, I've definitely seen the, the evolution, uh, <laughs> you know, and been part of building that. Yeah, yeah. Something that I love, love doing. I think if I was doing the same job, I wouldn't be, wouldn't be there for as long as I have. But yeah. it's, it's really been a continuum and has evolved um, with listening and following artists and what they need um, and also listening to the field. Um, and where Sundance could, you know, could make real impact um, as, a, as an organization. And, you know, we're both about artist support and connecting artists with audience because that's equally important. Yeah. Um, the festival uh, was, you know, was a, you know, an existing festival in Utah Regional that we took over in 1984. Um, our first time out was in 1985. So, you know, I, I just, I look at all the programs that have been built, the amazing people that I've gotten to work with, you know, it is truly a team effort. Um, yeah. and, and that's, you know, that's been immensely satisfying. And I've learned along the way. I remember thinking, you know, in, in the early days that, you know, even the first lab, if I survived the first lab and, and, you know, and help to create a conference that has some impact, you know, on films, that would be a win for me. <laughs> and, you know, and now I've learned to embrace uncertainty. And um, because that's the world that we're living in, you know, and, you know, and the challenges um, that we, you know, that we 
we all face and you know and that artists face so um but the other thing to you know to know and i think you know and just in responding to also to your question is is we are very mission driven uh, mm -hmm. and values driven you know and our work in support of artists our work in support of you know of diversity um, and inclusion in the stories that get told and who tells them is just so important um to you know to us and has been and will continue to be even more deeply important um, to, you know, to our work going forward. You know, there's an idea around generosity. And I think that's mm -hmm. the thing that, that, that gives me um, a lot of um, pleasure and, you know, sort of emotional resonance is to be in a space that is um, pure in its intent uh, and you know, with a core value of generosity, you know, the idea of giving back, that's where Robert Redford was in 1981, wanting to give back. Um, and that is, you know, the spark of, you know, and community being the spark of, you know, the Sundance Institute being formed at that time. Uh, so there have been difficult times. So I'm not here to say it's yeah. all, all been easy. Um, we'll talk but, about that a little bit, because one of the things I love to talk about on the show are those hard times and how you, as, as the woman that you are, have navigated that for yourself, because you know, it, I would imagine that being so entrenched in the work that you do for as long as you have, it informs a part of your identity to an extent, and you can't really separate one from the other. So uh, you know, how do you navigate that when, when things, you have those down slumps, when things aren't going right, you, you know, uh, yeah. How do you fill your well? Well, <clears throat> I guess the, you know, the, the one answer to that is there's a, there's a quote that, that had a, you know, that I connect to in a very strong way, which which is, is actually a, a Winston Churchill quote, which is surprising to me. <laughs> um, but I, I, I love, you know, I, I love it. And, and it's the way I, I probably, you know, look at um, the world and manage, you know, the, you know, the ups and downs, which is that an optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. A pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. Um, so I'm always looking for what is the opportunity? What can I learn at this moment um, that will help me continue to, you know, to do my, you know, to do my job, not only do my job, but to, you know, impact is really important for me. And that's another reason that I've stayed with the Institute. I can't think of any other role where I could have had as much impact on, you know, on new voices and, you know, and stories reaching audiences and stories changing people. Um, so it, you know, that that's probably big, you know, big to me in terms yeah. of just a mindset. Um, you know, there, there are times, I mean, honestly, where I'm stressed and exhausted, <laughs> but the labs always give me life. Uh, <laughs> because there's something like so great to be in a, again, in a generous space yeah. um, that supports artists to be part of creation. You know, when I think back to my early days with my dad, it was, you know, I, I grew up um, around an artist and wanting to, 
you know, wanting to support, you know, feeling that, you know, feeling that in a, in a very visceral way and, and thinking about what can I do um, to, you know, to make, you know, make an artist's work visible? What can I do to help an artist develop their work, um, connect them to audiences? So it's something that, yeah. I, that I do think about. So it aligns very strongly with me. Well, and I would say that any anyone who gets into the labs brings a sense of enthusiasm and excitement and, you know, just this, this stars in their eyes is such a big turning point for a lot of people's careers that how can that energy not be infectious, right? And sort of like the stresses aside of the challenges, it, you just really get to have that newness every time I would imagine it's like the new freshman class coming in every year <laughs> you know yeah. just bringing in all their hopes and dreams and you're like all yeah. right guys let's let's yes but let's kind of yeah. like shape this into something you know um and I think it's what's important to to highlight is that you know which I want you to dig into a little more about, you know, your work with the Sundance Film Institute, but just how you also have the international initiatives that you do across the world and how much you oversee how the sheer amount of talent that of artists that have crossed paths with you, whether or not they've been through the Institute, I, I don't even know what that volume would would be, but you know, you also help distribute over 400,000 annual grants to filmmakers. I mean, it's just, a sheer, uh, it's an overwhelm. I mean, just to even read these numbers, it's overwhelming for me to even conceive yet you, you do it with such grace. And so talk a little bit about that whole side of it. Well, I, I would start by saying it's, it's always a team effort. I don't do anything alone. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I love leading, um, but I love to collaborate and um, and in everything that I'm doing, there are there's an incredible staff um, that I have the privilege to work with. Uh, our international work, um, I I started uh, this was many years ago, and our first work, I think our first one of our first collaborations um, was with in Japan. Uh, in Asia with you know with a group there and taking the Sundance festival to um you know to to japan um mm -hmm. doing a portion of it there and also supporting japanese artists at our you know at our uh director's lab so that was something that we you know did i you know i built the or started the program again there are people that led it after i was the launch um, mm -hmm. for, for a program but <laughs> working in the Middle East, um, in the MENA region, uh, Latin America for a very long time. And that was that was a big focus of our work for you know really over 20 years in Mexico, in Cuba, in in Chile, supporting supporting artists there. Uh, you know, we've also worked in you know in other you know in other parts of Asia and specifically in India you know, for over, you know, eight, eight years there. Uh, so it's, it's, and that's been thrilling um, to work yeah. there. So I would say that our, our labs are richer, our, you know, our community, our support system, our festival has been enriched enormously by working with international artists. It's a two-way street. 
Yeah. Uh, it's always been, it's what Sundance can learn from artists who are working in other parts of the world, um, what they can learn to us. And one of the things with Sundance is, is we're, we're never saying there's one way to do anything. There's no one right way. Um, and what we're offering is opportunities to build skills, build craft, connect to audience, be a part of a world community. You know, let's let's take down the borders, uh, <laughs> blur the lines, and I love that, know, and bring us all together. Yeah, uh, I love that. So. I want to talk about your eye, your eye for talent, because you've been referred to as, and I quote here, the sharpest eye and one of the most ear to the ground figures in the world of independent film. So what is it that catches your eye on paper, on screen? What do you look for in emerging talent? Well, I start with looking for a voice, a perspective in, in storytelling. Uh, and that's really important. And you know, it's hard to describe what that is. Yeah. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I see it, I read it. Um, it yeah. captures me. And I, I always think about, I, I want to support the stories that only you can tell. So, you know, what I mean is, is that it, it really, it's, it's doesn't, it's not about autobiographical um, filmmaking, um, but something that comes from your perspective, your voice, your world. <laughs> the characters that you know, you know, how you as an, you know, as a writer can step inside your, you know, your work. Um, so that, that's really important. And, and that's something I, you know, I look for. I'm very interested in cinematic storytelling. Um, yeah. The people who can write dialogue are, I mean, I'm in awe of too. Uh, and that's you know and that's that's also important uh when you know when we do get down to final decisions um Mm. talking to and talking to artists you know i'm really interested in you know in hearing their connection to the story their passion um for telling that you know for telling that that story which is important and their openness to a to a process which doesn't mean that they're we're about giving notes and taking notes and stuff it really is about you know being open to a dialogue about the work um and you know the rigor which is so important because it is really hard uh this you know the work of writing and directing and producing it is it's all a miracle it's a miracle anything gets done (laughs) absolutely so yeah. I'm looking for somebody who's going to persevere and, you know, and be rigorous, you know, in, in the work. But of course, fresh perspectives are really important um, to me. It's, you know, it, it's feeling that in the work and in the character's vulnerability, complexity, uh, yeah. and that images that are indelible, uh, that yeah. you know, that I've never seen before. So all those things is you know are you know are you know I I do look for when I'm you know when I'm reading material or looking at a short or feature film or you know whether it's in TV. I mean all the disciplines that I that I do work in. Yeah, it's it's important to me. I'm more of I mean it's interesting because I I I do I am analytic um, when giving feedback. But I'm very, um, very much a gut person too. Yeah, that's that seems to be a common thing. I I, in a lot of people I talk to, there is a instinctual thing about 
what makes you be drawn to a certain type of work or a certain type of filmmaker that you can't quite explain. But once that instinct has kind of grabbed you, then you can lean on the the analytical, like you're saying, and all of the actual knowledge that you bring to the table and structure and all of that to actually help shape and guide. But it has to start there. I think the people that are are just... What is the what is it that the market wants? Let me write that. Let me create that. I, I think it's a really hard uh, road if that's what someone chooses to pursue because I, I talk a lot about this on the show and I and I really mean it that the only thing we have is the journey. That's the only thing in our control. And so how you're going to show up for that journey is all you really have because the, the you know everything that comes after that is really not up to us. And so if you only get the one life, wh- what kind of stories do you want to tell? What is that why? What is it that compels you that this must exist, period, full stop? And so I think that that to me is always what I tell filmmakers and people coming up who come to me for advice, the little that I have to give, but you know, is what's the why? Like, what is your why, you know? Really yeah. looking at yourself and, and usually when you boil it down to its most basic element, it is coming from a place of vulnerability, the why that they decided to do X, Y, and Z. So I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and, and you, yeah, it's we wonderful to hear someone so more accomplished than me echo that because I share that with a lot of up and coming people and um, you've articulated it beautifully. Yeah, you know, we often ask the question of, you know, at the beginning of, you know, just wanting to get to know somebody is, you know, why this film? You know, why now? Why you? Um, and you know, there is, you know, you also want to have some, it's not that every story has to have, you know, urgency and it depends on how, of course you define urgency, but it, Mm. um, but it, it is about, is it going to resonate now for audiences is, you know, I think is important thing, even, you know, even historical films, um, you know, what do they mean now? I just, I recently watched, um, the United States versus Billie Holiday and, Mm. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's a historical, um, you know, in a sense, biography, biopic, beautifully done um, and exquisitely performed by Andre Day. Um, but it so resonates right now. I'm an emotional yeah. person and I, I am also looking for, does something um, open my heart and open my mind? Does it wake me up? And those are things that I can't explain. Um, but, but. I, I, I love that feeling. That's the feeling of, of discovery and knowing that I am alive. And yeah. I'll, I'll say is it doesn't in making decisions for our labs. It's not only about me. I'm looking from, you know, for the team to, you know, if somebody's, you know, or several people are really excited about, about a project and I'm not as excited. That's great. It doesn't, you know, I do believe in my, in my taste and my instincts, um, but I'm also really open because there are projects that we have supported, um, you know, along the way that I absolutely am- admire. Um, didn't speak to me personally, and that's okay. Um, yeah. I, I just admire the artistry and the craft um, and the connection that they're bringing to telling the story. Yeah, that's an important distinction for sure. What, who are some of your greatest influences then? Who, is there a film, filmmaker, or an artist, anyone that like when you are needing that hit of inspiration that, that you circle back to besides the Winston Churchill and his lovely quote? 
There are so many because I feel like I've learned from everyone. I haven't had like one single, you know, singular mentor, but I've learned from everyone. That's just my way because it, it's the thing that makes thousands me of mentors. Um, yeah. But <laughs> saying that, I mean, starting with Redford um, and really learning from him and, you know, and his, you know, his curiosity, his connection, the questions he asks, the, you know, the, um, you know, the, the input feedback that he gives on projects is, you know, can, is often exquisite. And he comes from an actor, um, director, producer background, of course, mm. with, with films that I love. And I remember seeing Ordinary People. And oh. it so spoke to me. Um, yeah. In, you know, in a, in a very emotional way. Uh, and seeing it several times and each time seeing it through a different character. Yeah. Uh, you know, his, you know, even all the president's men, if that ever comes on, um, on T, you know, on TV, I start watching it and I can't stop. Yeah. Uh, so I would say him, you know, Ryan Coogler, um, that was, you know, supporting him on Freedville station. Yeah. Be one of the highlights of, you know, of my career. Um, and, you know, and why is that? What was it about it that stood out to you? Um, he he was able to give humanity uh, to a character um, and a real life person, Oscar Grant, um, that was being erased, um, and that that humanity that he brings to his you know that his filmmaking um, and an accessibility to you know to audience and artistry um and you know and collaboration is is something i you know i truly admire and i remember yeah. seeing three bell station at um at our festival uh and it won the award um the grand jury prize and mm -hmm. i don't remember if it won the audience prize as well um but the grand jury prize which which is huge uh, yeah at, yeah at but seeing the first you know it its first, its premiere um, for audiences, and you know the lights came on, and you know, and everybody in the audience was incredibly moved and and devastated, um, yeah, you know, by by the story. And and Oscar Grant's uncle stood up uh, in the audience, and 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 Ryan was of course nervous. He had never, you know, he hadn't shown this film. Mm -hmm. To, to an audience, um, but his uncle um, uh, stood up and and said, "You captured Oscar, um, and thank you." And it was, and I felt like, "Wow!" And this film has gone on, I believe, to make change in the world. That's beautiful. I'm getting emotional. I mean, that's yeah. So, that's why we do it, you know, because it's yeah. so much work. But that's why we do it. Absolutely. And then yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson, who I met at, you know, in his early 20s, and he had <laughs> incredible short film at the festival. And, and I just, I just kind of fell in love with him. Uh, and, you know, in our, in a brief meeting we had, and we stayed in touch and supporting, you know, supporting him, his, you know, his, his vision his, you know, his, you know, singular voice and his ability to tell stories that, you know, in, in a very specific way, um, with such artistry, um, 
and with you know bringing such humanity and humor um, and darkness and complexity to his work. I love it's so him. nuanced, so yeah, nuanced, very nuanced. It, yeah. Um, and then one other person. Oh my God, there's so many people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> list them all. List them all. I'm going to talk about two Jones, Joan Tewksbury, who's the writer of um, of Nashville. Um, among, among many other uh, films, and Joan Darling, who's a director and actor, uh, and uh, and amazing person. And these these two women um, have been part of our labs for a long time, and and they both lead workshops that are life changing um, for the yeah. artists we support. And just watching them work and watching them listen, they have very different styles. Um, but they are fantastic um, in their work. And then I love Dee Reese um, and Gina yeah. Fifewood and Lulu Wong and Rada Blank. And oh, God, like I just. Know, I can go on. And, and again, this is, you know, this is where I, you know, I feel, again, so privileged to have had this opportunity to work with these artists. Yeah. And so. Every year, you guys get so many new voices, new filmmakers with hopes and dreams applying to to the different programs, to, to the festival. Um, what is this? Is there a sort of, not trend, but is there a commonality that you may be seeing from works that are coming in from the newer generation of filmmakers that maybe is different from what you've seen before? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, there, you know, it's interesting because the, the projects that, that we, that we see, and sometimes that, you know, whether it's at our, you know, at our most recent festival, um, or, you know, or the projects that we select for, for a lab, where, you know, there is a process of, you know, of making decisions along the way. So, I'm seeing more of less of everything that's out there and more of the, you know, the, the projects at the, you know, sort of the, that are rising. Um, mm. And, you know, and of that, what we're, you know, what I love and, you know, that we're seeing is a lot of films that are about identity, um, which is, I think, such an important scene, theme, which is about family. Mm. And, you know, and whether it's your own family or, you know, or what is family and how you, you know, how you create your own family. Um, yeah. That, I think that's a really important, you know, important trend about, you know, about, um, you know, immigrants um, families and, and the difficulty, the challenges of, of what that, you know, what that, that is. And also the, that sense of hope and, and possibility uh, so it's also yeah. about exposing, you know, if, if if the focus, which is our focus, and certainly my focus, is on exposing new voices um, in an effort to uplift diverse voices, then you know, then it, then I'm, I'm, you know, I'm looking at at projects um, and stories again that haven't been told before, you know, but are about you know about communities and, um, but we're also seeing you know, projects about, you know, more, you know, I think far more interesting people than, you know, than in the past where, you know, where there is an attempt to, you know, bring their essence 
to life. Um, mm. And that's, you know, that I think is, is great, is great to do. You know, what, what is it that we can not only learn, but it's, you know, it's, it's about the untold stories. And I'm, you know, really interested in that, you know, there's always a, a lot of relationship stuff and, yeah. <laughs> and I love comedy and I actually love silly comedy, probably hard for anybody to believe that. But have I, you seen, have you seen Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar yet? Uh, I have the, Christ- the Kristen Wiig film on um, Amazon. It's her yeah, her no. follow up film with Annie Momo, her writing partner from Bridesmaids. If you love uh, silly comedies, I highly recommend it. It is a it is a delight. It is wacky, but somehow they still kept were able to have some grounded characters. I don't know how they did yeah. it, but I just was uh, tr- tr- transported to another really fun world. It felt like an escape, like you're inside a Lisa Frank. Right. Uh, you know, book or something. It was. It's really fun, so I recommend. <laughs> I'm writing that down. I love Ted Lasso. That was. Yeah, uh, Ted Lasso was really my, good. One of my favorite series, and I've been watching a lot lately. You know, that's yeah. the other thing I do is I, I just I end up watching a lot, read a lot. I'm you know it is look at <laughs> you know, look at performances online and listen to podcasts and you know I. You know, and again, I always think about, you know, I get paid to do this. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, to, you know, to really listen and, you know, and and also be able to, you know, to to grow what Sundance can do in support of artists. They're working across all forms and across all platforms. And that's been exciting, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for anyone who is listening, who may have ambitions to, who hears your story, hears the work that you get to do with Sundance and says, you know, I would love to one day carve out a career for myself that's like that. Um, what advice would you give for them? Well, I I think it's it's being clear about your goals. You know, that's that's a that's a starting point. And um and, you know, and there's a lot of perseverance necessary because it's, again, it's it's not a straight line. And you learn from everything that you do. And the more, you know, I, I, I do believe in networking. Um, it's hard to do that on, online, but the opportunity to connect and meet people because everything leads to something else. I mean, uh, you know, my my job, you know, when I think about even Sundance, it you know, it, it came from you know, from, I mean, I had to walk through the door right. and, um, right. and, and do the work because they weren't hiring me for any period of time except for a month. Um, so it requires you to be world-class in whatever that you do um, and know that every, you know, every opportunity you get to meet somebody new or do a job that may not be the, you know, the, you know, the job that you want to be doing there's something there. Find the something there where mm. you can, you know, you can excel um, and, you know, and make a difference. Um, yeah. Also, have to think about um, because I've, you know, my my world has been and always has been the nonprofit world, um, and and I was more interested in impact than I, you know, than I was in, you know, in, you know, sort of a a certain kind of a job where you where you get to read a lot of um, material, but a lot of things don't get made. Um, right. So it's it, you know it's it's also finding the right people to work with. I think you know the work culture is so important. Um, it's it's being able to 
also take an idea and you know build it lead it yeah bring people in you know bring community in you don't have to do anything alone there's a lot of opportunity it's not easy um and yeah. you know and you have to and you know and you have to you know figure out how to support yourself um and you know and also do the work but if you you know but i i do i do believe in that you can manifest certain things um and that it's a better time even you know with the pandemic it's it's a better time um for and for women and whether it's bipoc artists or executives mm-hmm. or you know or you know artists um who want to create work um that i feel like you know more people are listening and want to you know want to support and i may be just talking from you know from my own and you know from my yeah. own place no um, i think you're yeah. right i i think it's it's never been a better time to be a woman or to be a person of color in our business and like you said the, there is a challenge but where is the opportunity and the challenge and i do believe if there's any industry that's able to pivot and thrive in chaos and find new ways forward it's it's ours because we have to do it in tiny ways and big ways every day yeah yeah i was you know i heard a quote from somebody recently which i kind of love uh because there's always this this you know this question do you know can can films change the world right what's the impact of of films and somebody said films change people people can change the world and i thought yeah that yeah that makes that makes sense and i i would add to that that you know that films and art is the ultimate act of community service because so much of our identity is formed in our initial images that we see and the books that we read and it sets us on a certain course and so myself included you know the 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 amount of of coming to this country at nine years old and learning English, watching sitcoms and finding myself in those characters and always in the fish out of water character. It's no wonder now I gravitate to fish out of water stories because it's so similar to my own through line. So I would say it's massively important and it gives us a safe way to experience someone else's reality um, in a way that can uh, like awaken us to to widen the scope of our own world and our own frame of reference and our own frame of suffering, honestly, you know, yeah. to kind of step into someone else's narrative. I don't know of any other way you can do that. And so I'm a big proponent for it. I think it, I agree with a hundred percent with what you said. I think without it, I mean, I've read this once that, you know, the only reason that the, the, that humans survived when, you know, during the, the evolution is because of our ability to tell stories that that is how our brains evolved and our, our our tribal sort of feeling all comes from that. And so I think if we lost that ability, I don't know, we would just become robots. I feel we need it. We need it. Yeah. It's good for I, our soul. I totally agree. And it's the way we not only make sense of the world, um, it's the way we connect to other human beings. It's yeah. you know, connect to our common humanity. Um, and, yeah. you know, and story you know storytelling and being in the business of storytelling again across you know forms um and you know and platforms you know you know is i i feel such an important part of you know of of how the world will continue to evolve 
Yes, absolutely. And, and it is a privilege and an honor to get to be a storyteller, to get to be a part of shaping that conversation globally. Um, it's one that I don't take lightly. You know, it's I, I don't take myself too seriously, but I take the work seriously. It's kind of I always try to have fun with it. But it's never lost on me that I I am very privileged to get to do what I get to do, especially when I think about my own journey and how it's, you know, unfolded to get me here. And, um, and so gosh, darn it, I, I want to be a part of creating something great and helping people achieve greatness for themselves as well. Yeah. Well, that's, that's wonderful. And that I want to talk about one quick thing, which is, is, uh, two years ago, um, I was involved in creating Sundance Collab. And yes. Talk about that. Please, know, please. Yes. Tell us. Yeah. Know about that. And, um, and this was an opportunity to build our digital future and to open access to Sundance learning um, and, you know, and community uh, for global creators. And it's, you know, you can register for free. So much of it um, is free online at Sundance Collab. And it's, and I, I'm so proud of, of, of it. And again, a major team effort. Um, but it, you know, but here's something to, to, to also think about um, is we at Sundance has been talking about it, you know, about we, you know, we need to do, an, you know, education online in some way. What are we going to do? Um, so there was a lot of talk. And, and I finally said, Let, I'll do it. <laughs> Let me try. <laughs> And, and I, you know, with, with all the trepidation on whether anybody, you know, it's like, if you build it, will, will anybody come, um, mm. you know, do it and brought on a, you know, a great partner um, and a woman named Tara Hein Phillips. And, you know, and, and also we built this incredible team, um, but we, you know, now offer courses in writing and directing and producing and, you know, and documentary filmmaking, and we're going to start with, you know, do podcasting coming up. There's a lot going on, a lot of opportunity to, you know, to, to learn um, and to be, you know, part of a bigger community and get to share your work and get feedback and, and stuff. Um, but this was, you know, the, this was the, you know, kind of beginning of, of creating, you know, the digital future for, for Sundance around yeah. learning, which was, you know, the beginning of, of our work and, yeah. and the festival, the festival became, you know, um, a digital model for, you know, for engaging audiences, which is fantastic, you know, and we're looking at unifying, you know, you know, all our works, you know, all our work, um, yeah. you know, online, of course, continue to gather, you know, gather people and in person as, as well. Um, right but to, you know, open that kind of access to, you know, artists and creators and executives from all over the world. Yeah, it's, it's very full circle. And I will af absolutely link in the show notes to the program to Sundance Collab. Yeah. So everybody listening can check it out. Um, uh, the only thing I'd like to talk about is, is our, our work across disciplines. And I think it's important to know, and this is some of the work that I've been doing, you know, in in creating the episodic program yeah. um, and working right now with our interdisciplinary program, which supports, you know, supports artists across film music, um, what we call new frontier, emerging media and theater. Uh, and, you know, and our, you know, our work of course in, you know, in feature, feature film and shorts and, 
and you know and and really looking and now podcasting and looking at how storytelling is is evolving and you know and audiences are engaging with it in so many different ways and so Sundance is you know and and my work has been you know sort of keeping up with you know with an evolving ecosystem and being able to to you know to create opportunities for you know for artists to to learn and grow and you know be part of the community so that's some of the other work that I've been that I've been doing yeah. And it's, it's art of all kind. You know, what I, what I love about Sundance is that you guys are always have a finger on the pulse of what is going on, all the different ways that someone w- would want to express themselves. I remember getting to see when I went years ago, I actually volunteered my very first Sundance. I was a volunteer part-time and, you know, got to go to the new frontier labs and got to see some of the incredible work that people were creating that at that time for me, it's like, I never had been exposed to act, I never had access to seeing that kind of stuff. And it just blew my mind that it was a, a, a sidestep from what most people think of when they think of the festival and the incredible films that you get to see and the panels and all of that. But it was just like this other world that, that there's when you zoom out, there's just so much that Sundance offers that there's truly anything for everybody, whatever discipline you want, whatever interest you have, like, I bet you can find it there. And if you can't, well, Michelle will create it. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle and her incredible team will find a way to, to, to pivot there to, to capture that. So, um, it's truly remarkable, um, you know, that Sundance has withstood the test of time to still be an institution and an institute that, um, like you said, it really is all about mission and values and just the amount of people that have come out of there that have gone on to have incredible careers. It's really inspiring. It's it, it's it's wonderful to still have a place like that, no matter how big the festival gets, and um, that's still yeah, rewards these first-time filmmakers who have, like you said, a voice and a vision and are able to somehow express that and bring it to form. Um, it's such hard work, but such important work across the board. So um, before I let you go, I just want to thank you and, and your team and everybody at Sundance for the incredible work that you guys do to help uplift stories and filmmakers, diverse voices, especially, and amplify um, the lesser known stories that sometimes don't get to see the light of day. So thank you. Thank you. Do you want to do the lightning round? Yeah, let's do this lightning round. Okay. So it's five fun little questions. Let's see how this goes. Okay. First question. What's a song that teleports you to a happy place? The song is, is glory. And this is common in John Legend. Okay. Uh, writers performers uh it actually won an academy award yeah and for selma it was a song of selma Mm -hmm. yeah and it really is about about voice and offering people a a voice and there's something about it just speaks to um to my heart yeah what is uh the latest piece of art that moved you could be a book film show theater anything you know it was amanda gorman uh, at the inauguration and her poem, The Hill We Climb. Yeah, that's a good one. Wow. And I have so many because, again, I'm, I'm... You live and <laughs> breathe this. So, I'm, uh, yeah. yeah but, <laughs> but I can't stop thinking about it and, and reading it. it. It really is. What a gift she is to our world. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah. Okay, fill in the blank. When I'm overworked or overwhelmed, blank helps ease the stress. 
I'm a walker. I love walking and especially on the beach at low tide. That yeah. Does awesome. What's one of the most worthwhile investments you've ever made? It doesn't have to be financial. It's being a parent. I have two grown boys right now. They're amazing. And, and being a parent to them and that, you know, is, is quite, you know, is always challenging, um, especially if you work. Um, but learning from them, getting to know them, um, being there as, you know, um, for, you know, for them has been the best investment I've made. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so final question, and this borrows from Inside the Actor Studio, which is a show that I loved coming up. Um, and he, his questions, the 10 questions that were inspired by the famed French journalist Bernard Pivot. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You know, this is a tough one, <laughs> I have to say. I, you know, I've been thinking about lately um, about artists um, and, you know, so here, here's something. I'm going to add something else to it. You know, artists are, are essential, treasured workers. Um, that's what I, I, I want. You know, I, I actually want it on earth rather than heaven. Yeah. Uh, for that, that to be our belief system. Yeah. Um, and that, and, you know, and that in heaven, all humans um, or animals have respect dignity and equity um that would be something that i would hope for um i also thought about you know the the idea of we got to embrace our differences yeah and love our differences yes and find our commonalities you yeah know? and i know this sort of lives a little bit more in the in the political realm and it's um not as personal of course i want to be reunited with with the people in my life that i've you know that have passed and yeah and you know and have that you know a sense of you know of of play and connection and adventure i mean i don't know if heaven exists oh, so. i know none of us do it's just a fun yeah. pontification so I wanna, yeah it's like i want to do what i can do on on earth on earth and, yeah and, you know and if i yeah i don't know what's next um but i have a lot more work to do and i'm excited about it well, I'm excited to watch from the sidelines and, and see what other incredible, incredible work you and the Sundance teams all do. So thank you again for taking the time out of your busy life to be on the show, to share a little bit of your wisdom with us and um, a bit of your story and all of your incredible insights on uh, the Sundance Institute and all the wonderful programs that you guys provide. So thank you. Well, thank you. I've loved doing it. And <laughs> it's been great to talk to you. A yeah. real conversation. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in and doing this life thing with me. If you like the show, please don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. I'm at Carolina Gropa. You can find the show at angleonproducers.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Beijos.